Hello and welcome to the Functionally Fit Podcast. I'm Jen Rice and we are on our way into 2022. Happy New Year. If you missed the first episode of the year, which was on mindset, you can find that in the in the show library and that is filled with ways to make some positive changes in your health but a, a lot of times this starts with where we're struggling mentally with certain habits so definitely check out that uh, episode it's packed with some immediately usable tips and things you can put into practice right away so Today, we are focusing on the elimination diet. What is it? Who's it for? Should it, should it be something that you even do? Do you need it? Do you even need to do it? Or maybe you know someone who's been struggling with their health in, in some ways. Um, it could be a family member, you know, your spouse or partner, um, a child. And I wanted to do this comprehensive feature on the elimination diet so that it will hopefully answer a lot of the questions. I do receive questions on this often, and I'm hoping this will help with a lot of uh, clarity. So we'll just jump right in to what is an elimination diet. I first learned about the elimination diet when I visited a, functionally medicine, a functional medicine doctor when I was struggling with heartburn. I had this, um, amongst other symptoms, I definitely had uh, quite a bit of weight gain that came on over maybe a period of five or six years. I had gained over, you know, 35 pounds or so from my ideal weight. I chalked it up to just lifestyle aging. Maybe this was just the way it was. I was exercising and had the same sort of activities I always had, but it just wasn't creating those results anymore of weight loss. I also was, began to have a lot of digestion problems in the sense of just tons of heartburn that was really relentless. In fact, I spent a lot of nights on the couch after waking up from, you know, go, get to sleep, wake up with heartburn, take some things, lay on the couch, I was on prescription medicines uh, until I became allergic to the prescription medicine. And due to that uh, allergic reaction, I actually feel like that was a huge blessing in disguise because when I was sent to the ER twice with this, before we figured out it was the allergic reaction to the uh, omeprazole, which is like a, you know, a Prilosec or these kind of over-the-counter proton pump inhibitors, I was just sort of getting by to get by and just kept thinking I could exercise my way out of a lot of my um, health concerns or maybe they would pass or certainly the prescription medicine was the answer. But I, I quickly learned that um, the only way I was going to really heal was to make some, some changes and to seek some help. And so my options were to, you know, go to the allopathic conventional medicine route, which was, you know, helpful in some ways, but really just didn't dive into a lot of these sort of smoldering chronic condition issues that people have that aren't really acute issues that need immediate attention, but just sort of always lurking in the background, like this, you know, fatigue, uh, sleep problems, you know, chronic heartburn, 
Uh, and we, we're definitely functioning in a, a pill for every ill kind of society. So I sought out functional medicine. I had heard and listened to Dr. Mark Hyman on and off for a number of years. And I felt like a lot of the things that he was talking about, um, this was about four years ago at the time, like they could potentially apply to me. Like I read about his story of going through mercury toxicity from eating a lot of uh, sushi and things that he had eaten overseas and he just didn't realize that he had this mercury toxicity until he just sort of hit a wall with his own health and this opened the doors to him going down the path of of becoming a uh, really a thought leader in in this whole holistic approach to um you know, wellness and chronic disease and, and trying to address chronic disease in a better way. So after visiting my functional medicine doctor, I, I did one visit there. She was extremely helpful. It was about a 90 minute com, you know, consultation. And essentially I was told that I, I needed to do something called the elimination diet because it could be that a lot of my symptoms were coming from a food sensitivity or allergy that we just didn't know. And, and I'll get to this in a minute, but blood testing is not always reliable. So if you're experiencing like mystery type symptoms, so mis you know, like these mysterious symptoms that come out of nowhere, all of a sudden, you know, you get these headaches or, um, fatigue just creeps up on you. You've got this joint pain, brain fog, digestive issues like I had, which was really, um, affecting you know, my daily life. So there's a good chance that if you're experiencing those things, you have an undiagnosed food sensitivity. And a food sensitivity is not a food allergy. Food allergies are things that trigger like an immediate immune response. It can be potentially even life-threatening. These are things like hives and stomach cramps and even shortness of breath, increased heart rate. There can be, you know, swelling of the lips and and face and often these food allergies are uh, from the nut family you can develop a nut allergy at any time in your life a shellfish allergy is another one that you can develop at any time in your life and unlike food allergies food sensitivities aren't as obvious and aren't as easy to diagnose they may be a delayed immune response that can be up to 72 hours after eating a trigger food. So it's not like you're going to know, oh, I'm sensitive to dairy because I felt bad two hours later. I mean, that might be the case, but if it's something that you ate two to three days earlier and you don't really hear the, have the sequelae for that many days after, you know, some of the, your favorite foods, or at least the staples that you're eating uh, that you would never expect, maybe the ones that are causing you health issues. And food sensitivities can be the culprit of our symptoms, even if you're eating a healthy diet, including uh, an anti-inflammatory plant-based diet. There are, you know, the usual suspects we always talk about, like gluten and dairy, and you can develop sensitivities to many other foods as well. But once you discover by eliminating what is causing these sensitivities, you can literally drastically transform your health. And this is exactly 
what I did, but it, the, the elimination desi- diet is designed to be a short-term eating plan. It's not designed to be something that you're just going to eat these certain shopping lists of foods forever and never bring back anything else. The way it works is that you have this short-term eating plan and the goal is to pinpoint exactly which foods are causing you to feel these, what we call the, like these mysterious or vague smoldering reactions that you're, you're experiencing. And then you reintroduce these foods one by one while, while we monitor our body's response to the symptoms. And this helps us to identify what the original triggers were. And you might be wondering, okay, why can't I just go get a blood test? Like that is so much easier and I don't have to suffer without, you know, eating the things I really want to eat. So the IgG food sensitivity blood test may seem like an easier way of doing the elimination diet, but the blood tests are almost never 100% accurate. I know this from practicing in allergy and immunology years ago and in a lot of the literature and things that I've read from the leaders in the field of functional medicine. These are board certified um, doctors that have practiced uh, in usually conventional medicine first and then functional medicine. They've done a lot of digging through, you know, more research than I'd ever be able to, to determine that regardless of what the IgG test says, you may feel better after eliminating a certain food. And you have to listen to what your body says based on these physical findings, not what a blood test says. So the blood test can have false positives. It can have false negatives. And Doing the elimination diet can offer us, like I said before, numerous long-term health benefits. How do you know if you even need to dig into this further? And, And food sensitivities can cause a wide range of symptoms. I've many times suggested an elimination diet to a client or someone I know that's struggling with something that they feel like, well, if I had a food sensitivity, I'd have stomach aches or, oh, if I had, I don't, I didn't feel like you did, Jen. I didn't feel heart. I don't feel heartburn. I just feel these other things. And here are some of the things that are very common signs that you have a food sensitivity, fatigue, headaches or migraines, joint pain, brain fog or difficulty concentrating, eczema and rashes and skin irritations. Stomach aches is, of course, on there. Acid reflux is on there, which was GERD or heartburn. Bloating, 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 bloating. How many uh, women tell me that they suffer from bloating? Constipation is another one. Diarrhea, unexplained weight gain or weight loss. Anxiety, depression, and other mood issues, ADD, ADHD, behavioral issues in children. Yes, and yes, and yes. So food sensitivities can affect our brain. And if we do the scientific approach of using the elimination diet, we can find out what's causing the symptoms and improve our health at the same time. There are other health conditions that 
If you already have these, you may benefit from doing an elimination diet. If you have any autoimmune condition, that is any kind of autoimmune condition. So we're including in their diabetes, we're including thyroid conditions, and of course, uh, Lyme, Epstein-Barr, MS, all of those, right? Irritable bowel syndrome. You've been to the doctor. They told you, you did some testing. They said, uh, we can't find anything wrong with your colon or your, um, your gut. It seems like you have IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. That is a reason to do the elimination diet. Esophag- um, eosinophilic esophagitis. A lot of people um, by now may have heard of this, but if you, if you haven't, that's fine because I didn't know anything about it till a few years ago. This is where um, you have sensitivities to foods and it actually causes a lot of issues in the esophagus, issues throughout the gut. And if you have this condition, the elimination diet is a tremendous tool to make sure you're not getting rid of things that the problem with the blood testing too, and I'll just reiterate this, is that there are false positives and false negatives. So false positives are concerning because then you're getting rid of foods that actually you didn't have to get rid of at all. ADHD, eczema migraines. So any of those chronic health conditions, if you're, if you're happy on the medicine that you have and you feel like you're controlled really well, then, then this isn't, this isn't the podcast talk for you, right? But if you're looking for other solutions and ways for you to actively engage and take a, an extreme active role in your own health, doing an elimination diet is where it is. So let's talk about how an elimination diet even works. It's two phases. There's the elimination phase and then the reintroduction phase. And the elimination phase is where you're removing all the toxic and inflammatory foods. So common food sensitivities are going to be in there. Things like, um, you know, dairy, cow dairy, that is. Um, There are so many plant-based substitutes on the market now, but they do give, uh, we do have a list that the um, Institute of Functional Medicine created for the elimination diet. There's an entire handout and uh, menu list and recipes and shopping list that has many, many choices on it. And then permanently removing toxic foods from our diet may be the end goal too. We, we really shouldn't be eating a lot of the, you know, more packaged processed things, regardless of, of doing the 21 days or not. These lead to, you know, the toxic unhealthy foods can lead to aches and pains, increased inflammation, candida overgrowth, which is like a yeast overgrowth, uh, worsening autoimmune conditions, So things that are included in a, say, like a toxic food area would be lots of sugar, alcohol, caffeine, uh, GMOs, additives and preservatives, the high fructose corn syrup, trans or hydrogenated fats, all the processed foods, junk foods, fast foods, bags of foods, um, things that are ultra processed, right? And inflammatory foods 
the two top ones are gluten and dairy, but corn is in there, soy, eggs, nightshades, which are tomatoes, white peppers, eggplant, citrus fruits, yeast, and even the gluten-free grains and legumes. So the you're probably thinking, what is on the list to eat? There are many, many things that you can eat during this phase of elimination. So it's not that we're just taking away everything and you're going to eat kale. No, not at all. You can eat, there are, most vegetables are on there, most fruits except for citrus. So there's a lot of fruits to choose from. Grass-fed, pasture-raised meats and wild-caught fish. There's, uh, you're able to have coconut milk and these other kind of plant-based milks. There are um, spices and herbs and green juices and herbal teas. And, and there's definitely, uh, this is why I wanted to do a support podcast that will run for the 21 days beginning the January 10th. So if you're listening to this on a replay and you're seeing all of the uh, shows that have been posted that are the, the small shorts on the elimination and anti-inflammatory eating, that is going to be your support each day. If you do decide after listening to this podcast, hey, you know, maybe I'm going to go ahead and start this and use the support podcast to listen to daily, you can start this at any time and you can restart it at any time. If say you do this once and things go well for several months, maybe even a few years, and then you want to circle back to this and use it again. This, this information is, is timeless in the way that it is not a system that's changed in many years. And I doubt it will be changing in the future because it works for the purpose that it was made for. And then the reintroduction phase, we're going to be wrapping up with this, but um, the reintroduction phase is introducing one food at a time and you're introducing those foods for like three, like three times a day for three days and kind of keeping a journal of how you're feeling with it. You may find you don't want to reintroduce certain things, but if you do, you want to do it slowly because your body will be able to identify things that are creating triggers for you. And then you can formulate a more tailored eating plan that serves your health the best, that helps you with the weight loss, mental clarity, gives you great glowing skin, gives you amazing energy, um, helps your immune system. I mean, who doesn't want an immune system that is firing, you know, on all cylinders these days? And if you would like to engage in the um, the shorts that'll be on here, they'll be starting on January 10th and we'll run through the end of, it'll be 21 straight days of little uh, snippets to help you through the, um, you know, the auto, help you through like the anti-inflammatory elimination if you want to do the 21 days. If you want to sign up for emails, though, because some people prefer to receive content through emails, you can definitely go to Jen Rice, that's J-E-N-N-R-I-C-E dot podia, P-O-D-I-A dot com. And in there, you can um, sign up for our newsletter and we can include you into this daily email sequence. You can certainly sign up for the daily email sequence under the products tab. 
And this episode is, I think, a key one for anyone to listen to. Uh, and maybe you want to share it with anyone who may be struggling with any, any of the conditions that I mentioned earlier in it. And I'd love to help you along with your journey here in 2022. So tuning into the podcast is one of the best ways for you to support um, me and this mission. And if you hit subscribe on wherever you happen to be listening, and if you're able to leave a review of the podcast, that is always helpful for um, more people to find us here. And I also have a membership, which the podcast is sponsored by Love Your Gut Club. And Love Your Gut Club is a membership platform that is all about healing and optimizing gut health. I offer 12 master classes a year in there, as well as 12 workbooks for self-study. You also have uh, messaging capacity to message me at any time with questions, concerns, if you need guidance on something in particular from the lesson. And I've tried to keep it at a um, rate that I think is is fair and helpful to people so that they can begin to, you know, invest somewhat in their health, but also in a way that um, they're able to do it in a community that's supportive and with someone who's been through it before. So I hope you have a great, great week and um, be looking for the autoimmune and uh, anti-inflammatory and elimination diet information that'll be coming out on January 10.